Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Tech Summit Unplugged. I'm your host, Brent Rose. And on today's episode, we have Nate Robinson, a.k.a. Nate the Great. What's good? How you doing, brother? How's everything going? Everything's great, man. No complaints. That's good. That's good. That's good. Nate, we, you know, we, we see you out here, you know, keeping busy. You have your hands in a lot of different things. Uh, you're a father, entrepreneur, investor, uh, boxer now. Uh, we're not going to jump into that. But um, how, do you, how do you make time for everything? Uh, man, honestly, man, I just, <clears throat> I just go with the flow, bro. Honestly, man, wherever the wind blows is where I go, man. It's like, uh, you know, God kind of got his, you know, his hand on my, on my life in a way where, you know, I can't, I can't think of enough, bro. So I just, you know, I just try to listen to the blessings that he sends down for me and I just run with it. Um, uh, it's been pretty cool ever since I started my brand, you know, so many other opportunities and so many other doors have opened for me. So uh, that's, that's been a, that's been a cool uh, little venture that I've been doing is my brand. And then, uh, trying to help my kids create their own brand, and, you know, spending time with them, watching them grow, uh, and becoming, you know, you know, great young people. And uh, I'm just enjoying it, you know, every second, every minute of it. Absolutely. Now, you talk about your kids. Um, as a father who's in the spotlight, involved in many different business initiatives and, you know, being known as one of the best to ever play pound for pound, um, what do you hope your kids see in you and how you've been able to build this brand and this life for yourself? Uh, <clears throat> honestly, man, I just hope that they see that it's the hard work and dedication that I put in um, to my life and to theirs. Uh, because, I mean, I'm doing, I don't do this for myself. I do this for them, you know what I'm saying? So they can, you know, obviously have the, the, a better life than what I grew up. You know, they don't never have to worry about, you know, clothes going on layaway. They don't never have to worry about when they're going to eat next or, uh, you know, when mommy and daddy's coming home from work and slaving for, you know, for, for the kids all day. So, uh, you know, that was the plan just to give them a better life than what I had. And I think I've, I've, I've accomplished that and hopefully I can continue to do that for them just so they can see, uh, they can set their goals on, you know, giving their kids a better life than what they had. Absolutely. And that's the thing we're just trying to pay it forward, you know what I'm saying? And uh, uh, and I take it off, you know, I take my hat off to my mother and my father who, you know, slaved and busted ass for me and my brothers and sisters too. Uh, they, they installed us, you know, they installed hard work and grind and dedication and never being a quitter and you know, never giving up, just keep fighting. Like they installed that in us, you know, out the gate. And uh, hopefully my kids can, you know, take that, you know, with them and give it to their kids. Which is absolutely huge. Now, I think one of the big things we see with you is, you know, mentorship, right? Seattle is, is known to a lot of scorers from yourself, uh, Markel, um, Zach, uh, Isaiah Thomas, uh, Marquis, oh, no, Marquis, Washington, but all of these guys, you know, as they were coming up, what kind of advice were you giving these guys, seeing that all of these guys are now Sorry, Jamal Crawford. One of yeah, well, he was a Jamal, I think Jason Terry, Jamal Crawford, Doug Christie, they kind of, you know, set the tone, paved the way. They they gave us the blueprint. They gave me the blueprint on how to make it and what to do. And, you know, like seeing them, uh, you know, every summer when they came back home to work out and hoop with us, 
they gave us a blueprint. So it was up to us to, you know, we had the cheat sheet, you know, to the, to the test, you know, we had the cheat sheet, we knew what we had to do and, you know, they showed us, they showed us the way. And when it came from, when I, when I got it, got my turn, I did what I did with it. Then I, I just, you just keep passing it down to the next guy <clears throat> and to see what these guys are doing, you know, what, you know, with the hard work and dedication that they put into the game, into their game. It's been fun to watch just over the years, man. And then coming from Washington, like it's a competitive, a competitive spirit that we that we have within us all. But and it's you know like we love each other as, as brothers, as human beings. You know what I'm saying? Like we like, really fuck with each other. And you know some places don't do that. You know some guys don't look out for each other. You know, and I'm glad that I come from a place where you know guys really get along and they really love each other and want each you know they want each other to be successful. And at the same time, we still compete. We still challenge each other every day, shooting and drills and uh, just, you know, when we hoop and then, you know, our kids hang out, you know, they hoop the same AAU teams and yeah. you know, just they always, they just see it. It's like something that they always see. They always get to, to, to be able to kind of mimic and, and uh, it's, it's, it's been great to come out of the uh, you know, Pacific Northwest and coming out of the state of Washington and to be able to, produce some of the coldest athletes and some of the coldest scorers in the game right now. It's been, uh, it's just, it's been, it's been great. That's beautiful. You know, your, your son, is it Namir? Namir, yeah, Namir. Yeah. Is up and coming and showing a lot of potential playing in AAU. What's it like being a dad on the sidelines and a professional basketball player who sees the game so much more differently than someone like myself? Like, what's it like for you being on, on the sideline, watching him play, watching him go through his own development as an athlete? Uh, honestly, man, it's like I, I get that feeling from probably what my dad was watching me grow up and playing. Uh, it's, it's just pure love. It's just, you know, I'm just proud. If there, if there was another word of just, you know, happy and elated, like it's just, I'm so excited for him and what, uh, you know, that's what's in store for him to, to, to come because he, you know, such he's such a hard worker. Uh, he doesn't complain. I've never heard my son really complain about anything. Uh, and then on top of that, he just, you know, he accepts all challenges, man. Like no matter who's in front of him, who he's going against. And I love that. He's a, he's just a silent assassin. He just really goes out and does it. And, the one thing I love about him, you know, he's very humble. And on top of that, he just, he wants to be great. You know, and I hear him, you know, when he talks to his, his, uh, his uncle, one of my brother, he trains him when he gets his body right. And he's like, man, I just want to be great. You know, and uh, he's like, dad, I want to go play in the, you know, I want to go play in these tournaments and I want to showcase, you know, the jump shot that, you know what I'm saying? You helped me you know, develop. And that's bro. all we've been working on. I said, bro, you get a jumper, bro, you know, stop because you're already quick. You play defense. Like, you already got the hard part down. You play hard. You don't, you're very coachable. Like, these are all the things that coaches are going to look at. And you already have that. You're a quiet kid. You know, you're to yourself. Uh, and, you know, they're going to fall in love with you as a, as a player. And then, you know, once they know you as a person, it's going to be the icing on the cake because you do everything a coach has. And I've never, uh, you know, I've never seen him complain or, or bitch or gripe or, you know, have his head down. He just always uh, positive, and he just he just gets it done, man. And you know, watching him, you know, in AU circuits and playing against some of the best young talent that the you know that the world is uh, uh that has out there, man. It's, it's it's fun to watch him compete. One you know, fun to watch him compete against uh, LeBron James Juniors and the Mikey Williams and uh, all these other guys, man. It's just it's really fun to watch him compete and uh, make a name for himself. 
Absolutely. Now, you know, he's going through the ranks now, and the NBA has changed a little bit, right, where guys are now um, have the opportunity to go straight to the league. Um, you know, when, 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 once he gets to that bridge, I guess what would your advice be to your son um, when he gets to that bridge? Um, I mean, honestly, I would just ask him, how good do you think you can, like, how good, like, how good are you? How good do you think you can possibly be? Are you ready? Uh, if my son is definitely, you know, nice enough to, you know, skip college and go to the pros, like, why not go? Like, you you know, it's one thing about your education, you can learn from anywhere, any, everywhere. You can, you can hire your own tutor. You can, you know, find a teacher that can teach you everything that you want to know. You don't have to go to college if you don't want to. I mean, that's just a, a certificate that... You know, they want you to have to say you're certified, but some of the smartest people in the world, you know, probably don't even go to college sometimes. You know what I'm saying? But they're, you know, saying they're very smart and, and intelligent uh, human beings. And for my son, I mean, I just want the best for him. He wants to go to college, and if that's one goal from his, then go to college. You know, go four years, go graduate. That's what you want to do. I want you to do what you want to do. It's not, it's not my life. Uh, you know, my family and my dad wanted me to do something you know, different. They want me to go to school, go to this, do that. That's cool. Uh, but this is my life. This is what I want to do. So for my son, it's just like, what do you want to do, son? Like, that is with you. I'm here for support. I'm here, you know, to help you. I've been through the worst of the worst. So, you know, I've done it for you already. So you don't have to go through what I have to go through. So uh, whatever that decision it comes to, and, you know, nice enough, he's one of the top ranked kids in the country at that time. And they, they got him ranked high, and they want him to, you know, skip high uh, college and, you know, go straight to the to the pros. I mean, so be it. But uh, I mean, who, you never know, man. By the time he's a couple, four, three, four years from now, man, who knows, man? It might be in a whole different league, man. You know, especially Gosh. with how things are going now, man. You might see your, you know, back in the day when we had Negro leagues, it might be their own our own league one day, and who knows? You might be able to, you know, go to something new and something different, and start a different legacy. So uh, we got our eyes open. Um, and I'm just supporting him, whatever he wants to do. I'm, I'm here. That's what I'm here for. Absolutely. And um, kudos to you, man. You know, being a dad, entrepreneur, gamer, all of these things, making time for all of these, even making time for the podcast. Very, very Oh, uh, no, it's love, bro. I, was, I told you I was trying to figure out a time, bro. Like today. So today I woke up this morning, ran four miles, went to the gym, did wow. abs, and did strength and conditioning with my you know, boxing trainer. Uh, I got sparring today at six, my time. So, you know, in between the times, I'm trying to get as much rest and sleep as I can. Uh, you know, still try to find time to sit here, you know, with my kids, and, uh, you know, play video games or, you know, go outside, get some shots up, still be dad. You know, I just can't just totally just close them out when I'm trying to, you know, focus on training and getting right. But uh, just, you know, still trying to find a little bit of time, even if that's 20 to 15 minutes of just, chilling, watching a movie with my daughter, doing TikToks with her, like, just letting her know, like, I'm here, you know, okay. I'm still dad, you know, I'm still just still grinding. Yeah, I'm a little bit more tired because, you know, I'm putting my body through through hell right now and trying to get in shape, in the best shape of my life. And uh, it's just, it's been a great challenge, man, because, you know, you got to find time for what's important. And my family is definitely important to me. So um, I always find time, you know, for my friends and for the people that, you know, really, that really rock with me, man. You've been a guy that's been back with me for so long, bro. I was like, you know what? I can find some time, bro. Thursday, we just just knock it out. Hopefully, we can do it earlier. And you were cool about, you know, changing the time for me. So I appreciate that. Absolutely. You're my guy. You're my guy. I see you rocking the Bulls hat. Um, yeah. MJ was your idol, right? Say it again. Was MJ your idol? 
Yes. Oh my God, man. So I got Jordans on my feet too. So yeah. <laughs> so your your twenty twelve twenty thirteen season was the only season of your career that you played all eighty two games. Game. Yeah. And I remember uh, you in the playoffs. I don't remember which round it was, but there was a game where you went crazy. Yeah, when against the Nets. The Nets. Yes. 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 Um, can you talk about what it was like to play? You know, in Chicago, you know, every time walking to the United Center, seeing the MJ statue and man. putting on the Bulls uniform, what did that mean to you? Uh, I mean, everything, man. It was so, uh, man, I, I can't even, it's hard to put it in words, man, because, like, for me as a kid, you know, seeing your idol, you know, Michael Jordan, you see Chicago, you see the UC, and then you get a chance to play with the Bulls, man. So you feel that magic. You feel the tradition. You feel the president that Michael Jordan left in that organization. You feel that when you step on a court, you feel, you know, Scotty Pippen, the way, you know, how, how I would say how gangster he played. You know what I'm saying? Like, Horace Grant, you got all the way down to the last guy in the bench. Like, you remember those guys because that team was just so uh, iconic. Historic. Yeah. And for me, every time I drove to the UC, man, I would drive to the statue, bro, and I would just stay there for like 10 to 15 minutes, and I would just look at the statue and just – try to think about all the cool games that Jordan had. And then, like, the teams that we played against, like, you know, that night, I'm like, yo, I just visualize myself doing crazy numbers, just having fun, trying to win. I'm trying to set my own mark in the game, and especially for the Bulls. And it was, it was, it was, it was fun, man. I had – that's probably, like, the best time of my life that one year in Chicago. In Chicago. Um having, you know, playing the games and wearing the shoes and mm. just being a part of the, you know, the city. And uh, it was, you know, the city, oh, you know, they welcomed me with open arms, man. So they really embraced, you know, uh, you know, the, the, the little guy, man. I, it was, it was, it was pretty cool, man. I really had, I really enjoyed myself. I love everything about Chicago, man. And uh, yeah, that's it. That, that season was, was, was one of my favorite seasons ever. Uh, I played, practiced every practice, played every game, played every postseason, preseason. It was just one of those times where it's like, yo, like, uh, when you can be reliable, your team can count on you, I was there. So that's the one thing they can't, you know, they can't take from me. I played all 82 games, didn't sit out, you know, thank God I didn't get hurt. And I just really had, you know, one hell of a season, man. And I just, you know, thank God for the opportunity, man, because at that time I was on a non-guaranteed contract, uh, you know, walking on eggshells, had to do everything right. And you know, can uh, make people mad or whatever the case may be. <laughs> you know, God was with me that year, man. That season was a big season for me. Uh, I got through it, and it was, it was it was fun. I got made some you know cool friends. Joe Kim Noah, Carlos Boozer, who I'm like really tight with today. Hold uh, down. Yeah, so he's you know big 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 shout out to Boozer, man. He helped me out so much. Uh, you know, just throughout my time there. Rip Hamilton is another vet that really looked out for me. And, uh, and, we, and, we, and we got it done, man. You know, we fell short losing to the Heat, who won a championship that year, which was awesome as well, like playing against uh, the best competition in the game, playing against Braun and D-Wade and Bosh, Mario Chalmers. Like, their team was stacked. And for us to hold our own throughout the whole season with them, I think we split them during the regular season. And then, you know, we gave them hell, but, you know, they had a little too much. <laughs> you know, with the King over there, it was pretty tough, you know, trying to get victories. Uh, they knew once every time they stepped on the floor and played us, they had to bring it. And uh, you know, we we let it be known that you know, you know, we're a team that's gonna fight no matter what. 
Absolutely. And that game that I was talking about was uh, you guys won by eight, only played 28 minutes, but had 34 points, yep. four six, uh, and six fouls. You fouled out. Yeah, wow. man. I was trying to I was trying to save my fouls, man. They kept calling <laughs> they kept calling little ticky tacks on me, but man, it's crazy because I, I I told them if I didn't foul out, I probably would have went for 50. I'd be the game probably would have went crazy, man. Like it was just one of those games. Like my dad used to always tell me when I was a kid, like play out. Stars are made in the playoffs, man. You nice. play in the playoffs, you show what you can do in the playoffs. That's when you know you you're a real baller. Like yeah, regular season cool, but the playoffs when it really count, yeah, that's when that's when you know you're a star. So I really got my opportunity to showcase what I can do, playing for you know I would say Chicago Bulls, aka Jordan squad. Uh, man, I wouldn't trade that for the world. Absolutely. Um, I guess my, my my last question around sports is you know the NBA right now being in a bubble, right? Essentially, a lot of guys are comparing it to college. Some guys are comparing it to jail. I mean, how would you know what jail is like? But, you know, being in the same hotel room for three months, <clears throat> if, if you were currently playing now, how would you prepare for that? Uh, I mean, shit, I love hoops. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't be complaining too much. Um, uh, it's like, you know, I know a lot of the people, a lot of the kids, a lot of the players that are playing in the bubble, I mean, come from, you know, hard times growing up. So it's nothing they've never seen before. You know, some people probably haven't. You know, some people probably spoon fed, had good lives all the way through, all the way up till they got to the league. But, uh, you know, you just got to gotta be grateful, man. Some people, you know, it's, you got to imagine, man, there's places in the world right now, like in Lebanon, just got bombed and, you know mm. what I'm saying, tragic happens, like. It could be worse. You know, you got to look at it like that, like count your blessings instead of complaining about, you know, shit that some people don't have, man. You know, some people don't get the opportunity to to be in a hotel for three months with your homies and Tracks. chilling and playing a game you love getting paid millions of dollars. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it's just like, you know, my grandmother always told me, man, just, you know, be grateful and enjoy the time that you have now because nothing's promised, man. Like, we, we lose people all the time. Uh, you know, some people don't even wake up. Some people can't walk. Some people can't see. You know what I'm saying? Some people don't got food. And we just got to be grateful, man. Some people, they lose sight of that when they're just so, they feel, you know, privileged or they feel a certain way like, yo, I should be getting this or it should be this way. We're so used to this so why it ain't like this? You know, it, it happens, but we just got to humble ourselves and just, you know, come back to earth. Put your ten yeah. toes on the ground. Smell the air. Put your chin up. Be thankful. You know, look, you know, God created a beautiful earth and a beautiful world for a lot of us. And, you know, some of us don't have the privilege to have that beautiful life. So we just got to be thankful. Absolutely. And you hit it right on the head. I think I think part of the problem is, you know, a lot of athletes, when you, you, you grow up, you're the best everywhere you go from like 13, 14. So a lot of things are given to you, right? Yeah. When you pick college, people are doing your, 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 your homework for you. Your, your, like, you don't really have to worry about things. So when things get taken away, guys, a lot of guys don't know how to adjust. And yeah. it's perspective that you're you definitely got to gotta learn how to adapt. That's something that you got to learn. You know, Charles Darwin said it best. You got to learn how to adapt, man, to your surroundings and to what's going on. If you can do that, you'll always be ahead of the game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I want to chat with you about entrepreneurship um, and, you know, see that you, you are an entrepreneur, you have multiple, you're multiple things, um, you know, Nate, uh, 
chicken and waffle wings and waffles, um, which I yeah. had a chance to try, which is absolutely amazing. Have you guys been able to open back up? No, so that's a that's a sucky thing about this whole COVID, man. It's oh man, so many you know small businesses. I would call us a small business because you know we're not you know like McDonald's and you know open and all the other restaurants that are open right now. So we literally had to close and not sure if we're ever going to open again because of all this, man. So, but for me, it's just a learning experience. Uh, I just thank God for the opportunity to even be able to open up for a few years, four years. I think we we got four years out of make wings and waffles, and uh, it, it was a you know it was a struggle just trying to start it and do everything and we got it done and uh, just to try something, man. You can't be afraid to try and fail. I'm not saying that you know it failed. It just you know came to a halt. Um. It was uh it was fun, it was challenging, uh, you know, having, you know, different people that relied on, you know, relied on you as a boss to, you know, make sure payments are on time, you may make sure you clock in your hours, you have to do interviews, check people's resumes. Like it's a lot of work and it was it was fun at the same time, uh very challenging. Uh so, you know, for those that want to start their own businesses, like don't be afraid to just jump into it. Like it's not something that you can honestly say that you can be ready for, you just gotta do it. And yeah. you know, you gotta be with the right people. You gotta be something that you're really interested in. Um, if you're gonna start something, make sure that you're really in it involved and you're you know, you're into it day day by day. Uh but yeah, man, I have that. You know, I started my own brand. That's something that I really love and I really are I'm really enjoying doing, you know, doing making, creating. Uh I mean I love clothes, I love hoodies, I love looking fresh. So like why not make your own stuff? You know, I just get tired of you know, going to the store buying, you know, the Nikes and Adidas and all these other, you know, all these other brands. It's like they started from something. It's like, why not? You know, why can't I start my own and try to start my own brand and trying to take off and do something, you know, that's, you know, different than what other people are doing. Um, that's been the fun part, creating, you know, your own your own brand and trying to figure out what people like and what they don't like. And, uh, you know, every day is a challenge. And it's, it's but it's so much fun creating. Uh, like having the freedom to do what you want is mm. awesome. I would never take that. I would never take that for granted ever in life. Is being your, you know, being creative in your own, in your own sense of your, uh, if you're in your own light, uh, not having somebody tell you no, you can't do that, and you can do whatever you want. Like being your own boss, man, it's it's pretty awesome. Can't even lie, man, it's pretty awesome to be able to move and do. I can create what I want when I want. I can drop what I want. People like it. They don't. If they don't, it's cool. Uh, but just, you know, creating things, uh, it's like, uh, how do you want to live your legacy? I want to leave mm -hmm. my legacy behind, you know, I want to leave something behind for my grandkids to be able to be like, yo, that brand, yes, my grandfather started that brand, like, that's what <laughs> I And I get the opportunity to do that, man, and hopefully my kids can do that, you know, start their own brand and, you know, keep pushing our brand, you know, my, you know, to hold that brand, and it's hopefully here to stay, and, you know, uh, for myself you know would hold that it means so much more than uh you know just the name itself um it, it's it's one of the dopest words in the world man it's it's for people to tell you you know that's told you you couldn't do something and then when you accomplish your goals you tell them to hold that you know what I'm saying? right like, yeah yeah hold that, man. so is this uh, is this why is this why you know growing up as a kid before me and you ever met I used to, you know, play 2K and I would always trade for you. And a lot of it was, you know, you were a three, you consistently knocked down threes, 
and you would dunk on people. When I used to watch you on TV, I used to get so amped because you used to just scream. And, ah! what, what would you say? What were you saying? Like, why were you screaming? Were you telling people, hold that? Like, what, what drove that? Nah, so hold that started with Joe Kim Noah when I got to the Bulls. That's when I started. That's when hold that. But the energy that I used to bring just to the game, um, you know, I just want to let people know. It's like expressing yourself, man. Some people express themselves in so many different ways. For me, I love to be energetic. Uh, self-motivation, I think, can carry you so far, especially when you're playing. You do something well. You you know, you scream, and one, let's go. You know, they can't guard you. Like, you scream, you get into it because it's just – it's like the perfect – how can I say it, man? It's like – man, um, it's like – it's like something that happens and it's like the perfect reaction to mm. something. Whatever it is to get fouled and one people scream, ah, you know, like it's just you scream and make the next guy next to you scream. It's like, yo, like I, I want I want that energy. I want to feel yes. that energy where he's coming from. So it's like, I just try to, I just try to express that and exert that to the world to see and for other people to get just as hype as I feel inside my heart, my, you know, my passion. I want them to feel that exact same thing while they're in their seats, while their kid is watching, while my teammates are watching. I want, you know, I want everybody in the building to feel that energy because then now it's energy bouncing off of every single person and then everybody's feeling that way. And then it gets you even more hype to do something else. You know what exactly. I'm saying? So that's, uh, that's the feeling. That's the feeling I try to, I try to get. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I've dunked once in my life off of a lob. Um, so, you know, watching you scream and, and let those out, like, every time you dunked, I felt like I was dunking as well. Um, and that's the what, energy I was trying to, I was trying to give off. I, <laughs> I could show you, but I, I don't know if you have time to, if I could show you my, my best impression. I could send it to you. Uh, I think yeah, one, of the, one of the things that, that, that are really, really funny about you is you're, you're very playful. You know, I remember when you were on the Celtics, there's a video of you on YouTube Wearing Shaq shoes, running suicide. Yes. <laughs> yes, bro. So part of me is I'm always like a part of like I'm a Gemini. So people say, oh, Gemini, different personalities, blah, 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 whatever. But I just love to have a good time. Per uh, the inner child in me, I just always want to have fun. I always want people to be smiling. I always want them to feel positive while they're around me. I hate that dark negativity bullshit that people try to be too serious and I'm like, bro, don't, don't that's not me. Mm -hmm. That's not who I am. I don't, I don't get down like that. So that's you clues. You stay over there with it. I got my energy over here. Like this is just what I like to do. No matter if like people wouldn't know if I was sad, mad or whatever, because I just want to feel happy, positivity. You know, I want to be up, you know, being down. It, it just has your mind thinking so many different negative things and then things get, Things go bad and go south, and it'll just stay there. Me, right. I just try to be as positive as I can and be as happy as I can and doing fun stuff, make people laugh. That's what I, I mean, that's it's like one of the best gifts on earth is to, you know, you don't have to take anything from anybody or, or, or ask anybody for something when you can make them laugh. It's like, you know, seeing them smile from ear to ear and, and you're making them laugh. It's like, yo, when I leave this earth, at least people will say, man, Nate was cool and funny as hell. He, make sure that everybody's having a good time. Uh, that's how I kind of want to be remembered is, you know, the life of the party, you know, just always fun and positive. Uh, right. 
matter what. And that's like for me, that's huge. Even though for some people it probably is like, oh, he plays too much. He's too immature. Yeah, that's cool. That's what you think. But what I think, I just try to be positive and fun and try to let people enjoy their time and the seconds in life that we only have a short amount of. And that's that's how I roll. And it's crazy to, to for people to even come at you like that because earlier in the, in the podcast, you talked about, yeah, this morning I ran four miles. Yeah, I, I don't know I, I, that do that. <laughs> And you're yeah, not it's even tough. It's tough. to do that. So, like, for someone that works so hard, how do you deal with critics and, you know, people coming at you with this negative energy? Do you allow it to yeah, I just let them, you? I just, you I just let to, them, you know. I, them, I let them be negative on their own, man. If that's what they want to do, that's on you. That's not, it's, there's, I, there's no way that I'm going to let that stick to me, whatever it is you say. Like, people say, oh, yeah, you're going to do this or, uh, you know, you can't do that, and you know, you suck or whatever. Like, you're never gonna, you're never getting back to the NBA. It's cool. Like, you guys said, like, you know, I didn't spend 11 years in the NBA and did what I did in the years that I did. Like, y'all saw this. It's documented. It's the things that I've already done. Like, it's cool. Now it's my son's turn. I've done what I was supposed to do. The 11 years that I had was the years that God intended me to have. That's what I was supposed to get, and that's what I got. And I'm cool with that. Right. Now it's on to the next thing and more and cool and different things. Now I can do what I want to do. I don't have to answer to people. No, I'll answer to myself. Uh, it's been it's been awesome, man. Honestly, I can't even. Oh man, I just think, I just thank God that I'm strong enough to deal with people that be negative, that try to be little people, that try to put people down, and I'm just strong enough to be able to withstand that shit because. A lot of people are cruel in this world that want to make you feel like them. Like they, right. they feel like a piece of shit and they want you to feel that way. And mm. I'm not accepting that. I accept nothing but love and positivity, bro. Thank you for that. And, you know, for everyone that's listening, it's, it's your perspective of yourself is, is the most important thing. Facts. That. You shouldn't care what nobody thinks about you. I really don't give a fuck, honestly. Sorry <laughs> for my life. But I can no, care less what people about me because I know one thing. I work hard. I'm a good-ass father. And af after that, I don't give a fuck what they think of what I do. Oh, Nate, you're Robinson, you did this, you're this, you're that. Yeah, cool. That's what you think. That, that doesn't mean it's it's facts. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I just, you know, do what I can. And I show love to the people uh, that show love to me. And, you know, I, I treat you how you treat me. If you want to be an asshole, I can treat you like an asshole. I can be, I can be rude and mean and all that. Yeah, I'm, I'm human. I make mistakes. But. I'm giving the energy that you give me. So for me, my positive energy is going to reflect. You're going to have to be positive around me. If not, I'm just, I'm going to just exit, exit. I'm going to leave you alone and you do what you do. Go be negative over there. You can go be negative Nancy all you want over there, but I'm over here. I'm hyped. I'm, I'm having a good time. You know what I'm saying? I'm enjoying my life. I'm not worried about other people's lives and, be, and being nosy and worrying about what I'm doing, what I'm doing. You know, I'm focused on me and my family and that's it. And it's, it's life is so much better that way when you're just in your own business in your own world like you're not worried about everybody else's shit so it's been cool man it's been working facts facts 100 percent facts man um even though you've been you know you've, you've proved critics wrong time and time again as an nba player you're often confined to like this metaphorical box of your athletic abilities whereas off the court your business ventures and endorsements have Ranged all over the place. My apologies. Your business ventures and your endorsements have ranged all over the place from, you know, deodorizing product from gym bags 
your restaurant, uh, which the cornbread waffle absolutely fire. <laughs> I missed that waffle, man. <laughs> Ooh, that was a good one. Uh, you know, socks with a, a mini pocket to now hold that. How important is it to Nate Robinson to diversify where he spends his time in his entrepreneurial investments? Uh, it's just a trying new things, man. Honestly, it's just not being, like you said, not being afraid. Kobe said it, but not being afraid to fail. Like, you know what I'm saying? You got to, you got to fail a couple of times to get it right. Like I tried with the socks. I tried with this. I tried with, and you know, some things worked, some things didn't. And I'm okay with that. And uh, like, I know I tried and I gave it my all and I'm just, you know, trying different things. And now that I've found my niche with my brand and making things that one I like, and then I'm, you know, some people are starting to rock with it. Some of my, you know, good buddies, uh, show support, you know, buy some gear. They got their gear. They like it. They like how it fits, how it feels. So I'm like, okay, I see with Nike, I see with Adidas, you know, Under Armour and Puma. They, like I said, they, all these brands started somewhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they started somewhere from scratch and that's what I want to do. I want to start from scratch from somewhere and hopefully this is a brand that can last for, I mean, forever. It means so much, you know, to, for once to me, and then it's going to mean so much to so many people once they understand, you know, what, what hold that means for, for me, like, and it can mean so much for everybody else and you, everybody can use it. Doctors, lawyers, like, you know what I'm saying? Doctor, you 12 hours, you know, doing the heart surgery to somebody, uh, you finished, you complete, they live, hold that, I did that, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Own it. it so much, you feel me, like construction workers, any any, and everybody can use it. Uh, the word is universal, it should, I think the word should be in the dictionary, honestly, like, because <laughs> it's just happen. so cool, man, it's a dope-ass yeah. word, so, you know, big shout-out to Joe Kim Noah, who, who started Hold That, he's the one that, you know, put me on, and I was like, bro, I'm going a, I'm to a show you what, you know, what to do with it. And I'm going to, you know, create some dope shit that we're going to be able to say, like, yo, like, look what we started. And uh, it's, like, it really means a lot to me, man. And I'm just, you know, looking forward to, uh, you know, creating, you know, more things and, and, and you know, cool shit uh, for kids and adults and, you know, the elderly. Just everybody can rock it. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't, there's no, there's no age, you know, gap. I mean, everybody can wear it from babies all the way to a person that's, Infant to 102 years old, it don't matter. Everybody can use it. You're a fan of sports. You're a fan of life. Uh, it's a you know, it's a cool ass brand, man. And we're just trying to you know, just trying to just trying to uh, you know, just keep the movement going, man, forever for as long as we can. And absolutely, uh, and and that's the that's the game, man. It's just you know, keep paying it forward. Absolutely. I know I'm, 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 I'm right there with you. You know, I'm a, I'm an entrepreneur as well. I, I own and started three companies. I have a nonprofit. I understand the, the importance of ownership as opposed yeah. to, um, you know, being transactional. So when COVID hit, we saw a lot of athletes were like, Oh my God, is this what, you know, retirement's going to look like. Right. Cause I feel a lot of athletes are very transactional. Well, you pay me a hundred million and I'll give you five years of averaging 20 points per game. When COVID hit, basketball was gone. Sports yeah. was gone. So you're not it's getting like, paid. It's like, yeah, it's like, what can you do with your time? It's like right. some guys, you got to find out what your hobbies are. But it's funny because they don't know their hobbies. They don't know what they like. And they yet they do it every day. And they just don't want to open their eyes and really see. Like some guys, you got guys that love fashion. Like, bro, you could be a stylist. You can create your own clothes, but they don't think that because one, they can't because they're tied into what Adidas, Nike, and all this. Unless you do like Westbrook, 
was part of Jordan, create his own brand, create his own, you know what I'm saying? Like you got to be able to create your own if that's what you like. You just got to figure out what you like and capitalize off of it, man. And honestly, I mean, it's right in front of their faces. They just literally have to open their eyes and open their eyes in a way where, you know what I'm saying? They got to take the shades off and being cool, too cool. They got to take those off for a minute and actually look right in front of your face and see what you actually like to do. And it's right there in plain sight. You know what I'm saying? It just yeah. it just takes some people a little longer just to see. Uh, you know, for me, like, it was just things that I like to do. I mean, uh, like my show, uh, House Guests. I like to, uh, you know, go to different celebrities' homes, see what they do, how they act, and what they like to, you know, what they like to collect. And we make a show out of it. Like, so cool. So shout out to the Players' Tribune for having, letting me have my own show. Uh, and just doing shit on TV and fun shit, man. It's just cool to create and do your own thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I'm, I'm very big on that. Perpetual. Do something a couple of times and get paid for it, even while you sleep. And, yeah, uh, facts. A, a walking, living testament to that. Um, oftentimes, as an entrepreneur, you know, you go down many roads, not knowing where it will take you, where it will lead you. You know, as a basketball player, you played on multiple teams, right? Going into different situations, new teammates, new coaches, new cities. Yeah knew everything and being able to adapt. Um, can you talk about what kind of mental space you had to put yourself in to be able to ensure that you gave the best Nate Robinson every time you were brought into a new experience? Um, well, I just accepted that experience for, like, it's my first time experience that. Like, it's like going on a roller coaster. You go into this amusement park first time, you get them jitters, like, oh, shit, you know, it's scary. But at the same time, you're scared, you're nervous. You get on that ride, you're scared out of your fucking wits. But <laughs> you're enjoying yourself. It's so much fun. It's like, yo, let's do that shit again. Like, let's go one more time. So it's like that. Like, some people be scared to try, you know what I'm saying, to even go, to even try. Like, you have to just go and just see for yourself and see how you like it. And then, and like, sometimes it triggers something in your mind. We're like, you know what? Oh, if I can do that, I can do this. And then you see different opportunities. You know, sometimes windows are real, like, real small, and sometimes a door would be big as hell, the opportunity. So you just got to you just gotta accept it, man, and stop turning down blessings, man. I'm just accepting them and see what comes out of it. Like, sometimes they're good, and sometimes they just don't work out, and it's okay. But you learn. You get to learn and experience that. Like, oh, yeah, I tried that but one time, but it didn't work for me, but it could work for you. You know what I'm saying? What, what failed for me may work for you. You know what I'm saying? What failed for you may work for me. Like, you never know. So it's like, you just got to try, man. Uh, just try. If I can give you guys any advice on that, just don't be afraid to fail and don't be afraid to try because you might like it. And you might not like it, but you still get the experience out of it. Exactly. And you hit yeah. it right on the head. At the end of the day, I think one of the worst things that could ever happen to people is regret. If you I don't, don't have your roads. Yeah, you can't have those because if you don't try something, you don't know. Yeah, I don't. Have, I don't have those. Man. People be yeah. like, people ask me, man, do you regret not, you know, doing certain things? Like, nah, man, everything that I did was ready. It was supposed to be done, and I just tried to make the best of it. And if I did so, if I've done something and I fucked up, it's like, you know what, man, my bad. I tried. At least I tried. You know what I'm saying? I made a mistake, but I know how to bounce back. It's not how you. It's not how you start something. It's how you finish it. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you're an Xbox guy and an iPhone guy as you move yeah. into 
um, one of the world's most innovative and entrepreneurial cities for technology. Was there any other, you know, technology that you had picked up while you were in Israel? Uh, no, not really. No, nah, I mean, I, I just literally started to get into, uh, like, the Xbox thing, like, for real, for real. Like, now of late, watching my, my kids help me get into that because they, you know, they play it, they do streaming, they save their videos, and highlight tapes and all this. And I'm like, man, this is a whole nother world. Like, people don't even get, like, it's such a dope world being in the e-gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, it's time-consuming, but you you build a lot of great relationships. Like, like one of my, I would say two of my best friends that I really rock with heavy, I met on Xbox Live. And one of my no, homies named M.A., we call him Grizz. He's been one of the coolest dudes I've ever met in my life, bro. And I feel like he's been my brother since, like, I was a kid or something. And I met him off Xbox Live, man. And, like, you know what I'm saying? He just had a son. Uh, It's pretty cool to be able to, you know, see him, you know, grow as a person. And then now as a father, like, I got to see those steps from, you know, meeting him on a video game. You know what I'm saying? Like, so – parents like don't be mad at your kid there's so much there's so many things on the e-gamers that you know they can do they can make so much money too as well especially if they're really good uh they have great personalities like you know being on stream and listening to people uh you know ask questions and you know just being a you know just a fan man of just you know a viewer or what you do it's just it feels good that there's people out there that really rock with you and that you don't even know but they got your back and it's pretty cool to open a you know, open uh, a door for opportunity to be friends and be cool with somebody. You never know how that changed somebody's life. For sure. They say that so, uh, esports is turning into the next social media. Where I think I think it, I think it's definitely going to be something because I a lot of my homies that don't you know, they probably have Instagram like that, but I know them off of Xbox. And when I play my Xbox, like we be on there for hours and we just chat and we play games and we learn so much about you know each other from, you know, just a couple hours every day playing video games, and you do that over years, over years, over years, like, you know this person. And sometimes, you know, you may not ever meet that person, but you know them on the game, and you feel like you've known them for so long, and because you guys, you know, you bonded so much, and so much time, so many conversations, you know, you're bonding over, you know, online. So it's pretty cool, you know, it's still dangerous because the internet is crazy, but yeah. <laughs> you just gotta, you know what I'm saying, you just gotta be knowledgeable of, you know, of, of what's real and what's not, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, to end, I have a question around that, um, and I feel that, you know, you just missed the window of this lead fits piece where, you know, guys are becoming more and more fashionable. If you were to yeah. ask... No, it's been, yeah. I've been I've been loving the fits too, man. Like guys were really showing, you know what I'm saying, their fits. Great but tip. a lot of them a lot of them got a lot of them got stylists, man. So it's oh, like facts. that's not their style. That's somebody mm-hmm. else's style, but they just make it look good. But you know Fair enough. Fair enough. Now if I were to ask you who are your top three guys in the league right now in terms of style? Stylists or no stylists? Like man, honestly, Swaggy P's not in the league, but he's always been one of my favorite, you know, to watch dress because he'll wear almost anything and make it look dope. Westbrook definitely always fresh and the crazy shit that he wears. Uh, Peter Tucker be fitted all the time as well. Uh, he's more my style, like wearing some of the shit that he wears. Cause he's, you know, he's big time sneaker guy. So everything he wears with his sneaks be fire. 
But uh, of late, guys coming up, younger guys, younger cats are really kind of stepping it up. Guys like, uh, who is it, Shy? Uh, oh, the Canadian. Huh? Canadian, Shay Gilgis Alexander. Yeah, he, hey, I rock with him. He, he tough. <laughs> he know how to dress. He know how to put it together. Um, his boy, uh, I think his brother, is his brother? It's his brother, Thomas. His brother, he, he be fitted. Uh, you got Tyler Hero, he be fitted. Yep. And his own little swag. I, I low key, I like uh, um, Kevin Love. Kevin Love got a nice little drip, drip style to him. And like low key, where people kind of like, you know, it's Kevin Love, so they kind of don't give him the love that he, he should get. But Kevin Love be fitted all the time. Like when a lot of his pictures the, with him and his dog, he be fitted up all the time. Yeah, when he wore the overalls with the jeans, I was yeah. Like, it's like yeah, that's, it, it, it gave you that Justin Timberlake vibe. Yes, yes. But yeah, yes. he's he's lit. Um. I'm trying to think who else we dress really nice. Uh, um, I'm gonna have to go with uh, the easy pass. Kimball Walker, he be fitted all the time. You know, say so he's more of a little guy, so you know, he got he got he got drip. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. I don't want to leave nobody out. Uh, I mean, you know, LeBron always dripped out. CP3 be dripped out. DP's, whoo, CP got some Yeah, he's he been coming through with the, you know, the black college. He showed yes. love to his people, which is always dope to watch. Um, Who else be fitted, man? Oh, man. You know, some of the WNBA girls be fitted too, man. I ain't gonna lie. Like, I be seeing some of them be looking real, real clean, bro. And they be having J's to fit. It'd be a lot of the. A lot of the female uh, basketball players were coming through, were coming through with some nice fits as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Mr. Robinson, thank you so much for you know making the time. Man, thank you, bro. I appreciate you having me. Oh man, this was this was an amazing conversation. I'm, I'm definitely gonna you know hit you up in, in the coming weeks as we continue to build what we're building here at the Athlete Tech Group. Um, uh, thank you once again for joining the Tech Summit on the Club Podcast. Class, I know you need